Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. NASCAR's next-generation car was officially unveiled this week, and the early buzz has been very positive. The new-look Chevrolets, Fords, and Toyotas make their competition debut next season. And again, the early buzz that I heard from sources was very positive. Why? They love the look. The cars look very, very cool. And the biggest factor, something to keep an eye on, these new next-generation cars take a lot of cost out of the system for owners. So that's a very, very positive. If you haven't checked them out, go look and tell me what you think of NASCAR's new next-generation cars. This is your morning buzzcast for Friday, May 7th, free-falling Friday. Heard that song coming into work today. Love it. Got me in a perfect mood. Hope everybody is ready for the weekend. Saturday night should be a big night. Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders, they are fighting in Texas. It is slated to break the record for the highest attendance for an indoor boxing bout with nearly 65,000 tickets sold at AT&T Stadium. This is easily going to be one of the biggest attended events since the pandemic started. And of course, again, AT&T Stadium, Jerry's World, they always do things big. Prices are ranging from $35 to more than $6,000, and the event is considered a sellout. Look for other pricing on the secondary market, but we'll have a full recap in Monday's Buzzcast. But $65,000 expected at AT&T Stadium on Saturday. We talked yesterday on the Buzzcast about Turner Sports bringing on Kenny Albert to lead its NHL coverage. Well, don't forget the NHL's other new partner, ESPN is also putting its team together, and The Athletic is reporting that ESPN has approached, yes, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, about a broadcasting role. Whether Gretzky, who is an alternative governor currently for the Edmonton Oilers, is interested in such a deal is unknown, but right now ESPN has not been given any indication that Gretzky is interested, but they will continue to try. The report states that ESPN wants to go after some very, very big names for its NHL coverage, which begins next year, none bigger than Wayne Gretzky. So keep your eye on that. Let's shift to college news because the state of Georgia has a new name, image, and likeness law that'll go into effect on July 1st. So they joined 12 other states that have laws for college athlete compensation and the use of name, image, and likeness rights, but only a few are scheduled to roll into effect on July 1st. That's just 55 days away or roughly 54 days away. Now the law in Georgia is consistent with most other laws. It requires some form of disclosure by the athlete for their name, image, and likeness activity. They require agents to be licensed in that state, and they don't typically approve of athletes entering into contracts that conflict with a university or team sponsor. But even with the Georgia law, athletic directors and college leaders are still hoping for a federal, national, name, 
image and likeness law that would supersede state laws. But there's still a lot of skepticism that national lawmakers could have a solution by the end of the year. So again, all these states doing their own things right now, they're pretty consistent in their legislation. College leaders want one national law that's very consistent, whether that can happen, uncertain as of this time. You know what we are going to see in the next few weeks? We'll see a number of deals between universities looking to outsource their name, image, and likeness operations with businesses that have entered into the space. So these businesses will educate athletes. They'll monitor possible deals. They'll be really consultants on any name, image, and likeness activity. So look for more and more of those deals in the next few months. Another day, another major move in the sports betting space. This is very interesting because I think you're going to see more of this. Caesars will open a retail sports book at Chase Field as part of an agreement that makes Caesars the exclusive sports book and daily fantasy sponsor of the D-backs. The 10-year deal, which sources have valued at 60 to $70 million, according to our own Bill King, will put a sports book at Chase Field in a two-level sports bar, which is currently operated by Levy Restaurants. Now it'll be a sports book that's open daily year-round. Before, it was only open on game nights. So again, this is a total real estate play with the ability to draw fans and consumers all year long to Chase Field, not just open when the D-backs are playing. This is similar to an effort that Monumental Sports is doing at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. And why is it interesting? Well, team operators love it because it gives them a year-round destination, drawing sports fans, spending money. Again, you're going to see a Caesars retail sports book at Chase Field. I bet you start seeing more and more of these at other sports venues around the country. Speaking of interesting deals, this one went down late yesterday. Player tracking technology company Second Spectrum has been acquired by Genius Sports, which is the betting data rights owner, for $200 million. Now, Second Spectrum was founded in 2013. It's a data tracking system. It's used by many teams and leagues. The NBA uses it. MLS uses it. You know, it calculates real-time movement of players and game action. And then you can take that data you can put it on broadcast. You can use it in sports books. Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is an investor in Second Spectrum. And remember, he partnered with the company to launch Court Vision, which is a system that's on many regional sports network game broadcasts. It kind of overlays data on the broadcast. It's a very, very cool application. It actually won our award at the Sports Business Awards a few years ago for best in sports technology. The $200 million acquisition by Genius is its second major deal of just this week. As earlier this week, Genius acquired FanHub. Remember, Genius also did a major deal last month, a major betting data deal with the NFL. So Genius Sports, seemingly with a lot of money to spend right now, in the last two months have done major deals with the NFL, FanHub, and yesterday with Second Spectrum. Speaking of deals, there's still buzz around the future of the Athletic Sports News Service. The Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that the Athletic is no longer in merger talks with Axios, but the Athletic reportedly views the New York Times as a leading contender for a possible deal or merger. Now, remember, the Athletic is a subscription-based service. Some other services are more ad-based services, so the models have to be aligned. But the Athletic was valued at $475 million 
in its last funding round. That was announced in January of 2020. So still keep your eye on the future of the athletic. And finally, very interesting news out of the University of Hartford. As last night, the school's Board of Regents voted to move the university's athletic program from Division I to Division Three. And this move comes about two months after the University of Hartford's men's basketball team won its first conference title and advanced to the NCAA tournament. That was for the first time in the program's history. You may remember the team lost in the first round to Baylor, but it did receive national attention. So now two months later, the school is looking to move from Division One to Division Three. While the athletics department was not surprisingly very disappointed, the board said the shift to Division Three would allow the university to strengthen the academic experience for all students. And this vote came after a consulting firm's report recommended that moving from Division One to Division Three would reduce operating costs and save more than $9 million a year in such a move. So you can read between the lines why this move is being done. I'm sure it's incredibly disappointing to the athletic department and the athletes. So the University of Hartford looking to move from Division One to Division Three, and I think a number of institutions facing a financial crunch are looking at similar options. So that is your morning buzzcast for this free fall on Friday, May 7th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll talk to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.